0: Welcome back. Welcome back, C. L. Bryant Show. I am C. L. Bryant. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. Right here on the CL Bryant Show. And hey, folks. It was um, Scott Feltman that was with me uh, earlier in the show. One Israel Fund, OneIsraelFund dot uh, Go there, check them out, and uh, if you're inclined, please give to them. Let me let me say this to you, folks. Let me say this to you, folks. Um, he left us with something that I will be um, using. It was he reminded me of something. That I will be using perhaps the rest of my life in one way or another. Certainly, in my thought process, when we think about the the miracle of America and the the wonder of uh, what I believe to be salvation through Jesus Christ and all of that, um, when I consider what Scott Feltman left us with, uh, I, I want you to really consider what. Uh, has been said and what he did say. He said that David Gurion, um, David Ben Gurion, f- the first prime minister of Israel, once n- n- it had become a nation again, said in order to be a realist, you must believe in miracles. And you know, that's the long and short of our existence. Because our existence itself is truly miraculous. When you consider the sun, the air, and uh, even the water that we drink, all of it uh, working together to keep and sustain life that is so undefinable, yet it exists in each and every one of us. We enjoy it, but yet there's no true definition of what that is. In order to believe, uh, in order to be a realist, in order to be a in order to be a realist you must believe in miracles and truly anyone who's living in israel uh, certainly can attest to that anyone living anywhere can truly attest to that but now There's something that we're facing, especially since we're looking at the way uh, this committee, judiciary, uh, the intel committee uh, is going on here, you know, is happening here. Um, This impeachment inquiry, the way this is, is going on here. You're seeing something that we talked about uh, a couple of days ago on the show, you're seeing something uh, that states whenever you see someone treated, uh, treating someone else rather, Differently than the way they would treat themselves, well, you, you begin to see visibly a move from what is considered operating in liberty and operating in tyranny. Now, I say that because right now, Americans, you are getting an opportunity to see uh, someone being treated. Differently by someone else than that person that someone else would treat themselves. And, and that's the whole idea of America is that all of us, uh, when it comes to the rule of law, the rule of law, that at least the rule is that you all get, we all get due process. Now due process can be short circuited. Uh, I know you did it. Yes, you did it. And we're going to hang you uh, all in favor. I, you got due process, <laughs> but at least in that, in that circumstance, as kangaroo as that was, and, and and uh, you know, ramrod as that was, at least the guy who was about to get hung was facing his accusers. Huh? N- now, uh, the guy in charge, all in favor, he called for the vote, and they were group thinking it out, and they didn't want to be left out of the group, right? So they went aye. And somebody who hadn't had his say who hadn't had a chance to speak on his behalf, uh, gets himself you know, strung up. But at least he faced his accusers. In this debacle that you are seeing now, uh, happening with Adam's ship in the command, uh, the captain's chair, with this debacle that you are seeing now, I am telling you, I am saying to you that Donald John Trump is not getting treated fairly. You are doing to him what you would not want done to you. You, you, you are seeing the absolute move from the liberty granted to an American citizen to tyranny that would be granted to someone in a communist country no you can't face your accusers you can't ask any questions and the questions that you ask of any relevance will be challenged Yes, we do have someone, or at least we we they we saying that we have someone, but you can't see who they are. That says you are a bad person, and you need to be dismissed from the highest office in the entire world. But you can't face your accuser. Now, if this sounds right to anyone who calls themselves an American, if this sounds right to you, please call me and let me know. I'm not going to take any calls today. Don't have time to take calls today. But I'm not going to take any calls. today. But you call me tomorrow. That's 215 867 8255. Take that number down, put it in your wallet, uh, listen tomorrow. Uh two one five eight six seven eight two five five. You call me tomorrow. Not today, not today. Call me tomorrow. Because I want to hear if you think that somehow it is right for someone. Some nebulous, nebulous someone to say, I believe, and I heard, or whatever, the most powerful person on earth who, who holds the office of the most powerful person on earth. If you think it's right for a nameless, faceless, nebulous person to say they heard or saw him do something nefarious and and, and, and on the word of that nameless, faceless nef- uh, nebulous person you think Donald John Trump should be put through these types of paces I want you to call me tomorrow 215 867-8255 if you think that's right if you think there's anything right about it, if you think that he is being treated the way you would like to be treated, I want to hear from you. Now, in in, in a world that uh, I I think is sane, I don't wouldn't would not expect any calls. But now we don't live in that world, do we? Oh, we don't live in a perfect world, but I'm talking about imperfection, at least even even in sanity, there is imperfections. Are you hearing me? But uh, so in a sane world, I still would not expect any calls, even though it's an imperfect world. But in a world that we live in at this point in time, in America, I don't know if sanity is the one thing that might be relevant and relative to relevance. Huh? Huh? I'm not sure that there is any other word that we may speak that could be described as relative because sanity is being questioned by definition on all types of levels right now. So is Donald Trump being treated like you would want to be treated in a sane world, i don't can't see anybody saying, "Yea, is, but now, sanity, remember what I just said in case you didn't follow my train of thought. Sanity has become so relative because truly what you're seeing happen with Adam Schiff is in my world where I believe i 'm sane, Adam Schiff certainly seems to me crazy. And what's even more loony about this? uh, There are people who want this to continue. I think that is probably the looniest part of this whole thing. Why this has not been shut down. I was talking to uh, A friend of mine earlier, and why this hasn't been shut down, I don't know. I don't know. There is nothing there. And if there has ever been a situation where you can say there is no there there, this is one of them. There is no, folks, folks, keep in mind also this one thing. While you're watching this lunacy on your television, of course, the electricity, you're paying for the electricity to watch it. If you've watched it, because it is so appalling to watch, you can't turn away almost. It's appalling to watch. But keep in mind this one thing. You're paying for this. (laughs) Yeah. You're paying for this. So my question, I'll ask it again. How is it possible that this is continuing since we're paying for this? Now, I'm, I'm expressing my outrage and the, the, the platform that I have. You have a way of expressing your outrage, too. You know one thing they pay attention to? These um, people who are elected to public office used to. They listen for your letters and your phone calls and that type of thing. But no, now they pay very close attention to their social media platforms. They may be on Instagram. They may be on Twitter. In fact, most of them are on Twitter. They may be on Facebook, but they pay attention to those apparatuses they have in their hands. How often have I been with a member of Congress and they are looking at their social media feeds? So I ask again, I'll ask again. This is absolutely appalling what's going on, because the president of the United States, who is a citizen of the United States, we make him the first citizen of the United States, along with his wife and his family. They're the first family. They're the first citizens of the United States. How is it possible that we are treating them like we would not want to be treated as citizens ourselves? How is that possible? And when it comes to this impeachment inquiry, how is it possible, since you're paying for it, that you're allowing this to go on, continue? I would say, bombard uh, your congressmen's um, emails. Uh, the can bombard their Twitter accounts and their Facebook accounts. Bombard them bombard them and let them know you don't want to pay for this anymore. You're not getting your money's worth, America. You're not getting your money's worth. Is this what we sent them to Washington to do? Listen, I don't care if you voted for Adam Schiff and you wanted to impeach Donald Trump. It ain't happening. Get over it. The election is 11 months and a few days away. Speak then if you want to speak. I know what I'm going to speak. I'm speaking for Trump. That's what I'm doing. And even if you want to speak against him, you better go do it at the ballot box. And those of you who even voted for Adam Schiff, he's not giving you what you paid for. Oh, he's desperately trying, but there's nothing there. There's nothing there but innuendo and stretch of the imagination. And all of this, all of this is certainly turning into what obviously and must be a figment of someone's imagination, the type things they want to come from this phone call. Oh, you, you I, I imagine that you could read a lot of things into uh, the words that are in this phone call, but all of them would certainly be figments of your imagination. There is nothing there to warrant what we are being uh, treated to as citizens of the United States and then being asked to pay for. Even if you voted for Adam Schiff, you are not getting your money's worth. He's trying But he will never be able to deliver anything to you as far as that is concerned. Why? Because there is nothing there. And we're wasting precious time. And they are not taking care of your business, America. Whether you're conservative, whether you're liberal, all of us. The one common denominator that we have here is this. The election for president will occur a little over 11 months from now. Put a stop to this st- stupidity that's going on. And if you have a beef with the president, raise it at the ballot box. Me, I like what's happening with unemployment, enterprise zones. I like what's happening with First Step Initiative. I like what's happening with the military. So yeah, count me as a vote for Trump. I'll be back. I'm CL. Don't you go anywhere.
1: Lifted high, our hearts are bowing
0: CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Yes, it is. Um, it doesn't take much schooling or education to understand that you are living in a wonderful land. Yes, you are. Doesn't take much schooling or education to know that. Using those two words, I do want to focus on something that we did talk about a couple of days ago as well, and that is the difference between what's happening in our um, centers for learning today, our schools, there's schooling that's going on. In other words, they do go to school, and they kind of go through the motions of what Used to happen at school. but there's very little education that is taking place on uh, in in schools these days, both elementary and um, middle school, high school. and certainly, there's little education that is going on on college campuses because there is very little tolerance for different viewpoints. And there is no way, no way that you can be educated, that you can receive proper instruction, even uh, uh, proper input that leads to education without hearing different viewpoints. And and one of the things that uh, – and one of the reasons why that is not desired among progressive liberals, education, educators, and uh, the public school system is because now you do have almost two generations of young people who have been schooled in a certain thought – And their education comes from being schooled in that certain thought. They call that their education. That school of thought is their education. But that, my friends, is woefully um, misconstrued as having a true education. No, you have a one-sided open. You have been uh, indoctrinated with one-sided opinion. You see, the one advantage that I bring to this conversation when we talk about conservative viewpoints and uh, progressive liberal viewpoints is a full disclosure. And most of you know this, but for those of you who are just beginning to know who I am and have uh, just tuned in or, or don't know who I am, I am the former president Two-term president of the NAACP, Garland, Texas. Okay, two terms. I served as president there, and um, we um, actually had the, um, edu- the school system, the educational system there in Garland, in federal court. The magnet schools uh, in Garland, Texas. Today, the um, motions and the to get those schools in in, in done began. Under uh, my tenure, the suit was filed under the first president of um, the Garland Branch. That was uh, Miss Goldie. And this is a true name, real name. Goldie Locke, L-O-C-K-E, was her name. And uh, she was the first president of the Garland Branch of the NAACP. I was the second president of the Garland Branch of the NAACP. She worked for E-Systems. At the time, uh, Ross Perot's um, organization, I was in finance at the time. And of course, ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ, duly employed. I say that to say that I have seen both sides of the street. And so I have an education in what progressive ism is. Yeah, schooled by some of the premier progressive uh, uh, thinkers in this country at the time, going back to Dr. Benjamin Hooks and of course, Julian Bond and and people like that. Julian Bond um, appears in my film and um, Dick Gregory is in my film, you know, Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, they're in my film, Runaway Slave. You can see that on Amazon Prime, Runaway Slave movie. Runaway Slave movie is what you want to uh, type in. You can see that on Amazon Prime. And so when I speak to you now that I am now 25 years into this conservative movement, okay, understanding what it is to move in conservative circles. And certainly in the last 11 years, 10 or 11 years, I have moved in these, in these circles, in these conservative circles. I speak with, edu- with an, from an educated view, because I have had the opportunity to see both sides of the road. And walk on both sides of the road, have friends on both sides of the road, have fought for issues on both sides of the road. Our young people, I am saying to you, our young people who are receiving, receiving schooling today are only receiving a one-sided view of an issue. Therefore, I am saying to you, education cannot come from that type of schooling. And there is truly a difference in being schooled in a certain philosophy or thought pattern and having a true education on worldview are two different things. If you do embrace a Christian worldview, then you need to look at the other worldviews that are there. If you embrace a progressive liberal worldview, then you need to look at the Christian worldview, the biblical worldview. If you are to receive education and the true test of any worldview is that it can be tested against other worldviews. It can be talked about in the same arena. It can be placed on the table with other worldviews. If you are insecure about your worldview and the the true test of that and the true uh, indication of that is someone who does not want to hear your side. Yeah. And so when you don't treat me the way I would treat you, that tells me that if you were in power, you would be a tyrant. Because you don't want to hear my side of the story. And the truth of the matter is, that's exactly what you're witnessing on Capitol Hill. Now you're looking at tyranny. You don't want to hear my side of the story because you're afraid that your side of the story would reflect or would be viewed badly if you let me. Tell my side of the story or call my witnesses to speak on my behalf. You won't allow that. And there has to be a reason why you would not allow that. But it does tell us one thing. We don't really we know the real reason is that uh, you don't want your your little boat that has already been shot out of the water to be uh, filled with any more holes why the American people are allowing this to go on to answer because we are paying for this, uh, Kabuki dance to go on. We're paying for it. And of course, uh, they certainly don't want you to wake up and smell how the stench that is emanating from Adam Schiff's committee. There is a noticeable, there's this reeking. It reeks. It reeks. Yeah. Adam Schiff's uh, committee reeks of tyranny. Because they certainly none of them on the Democrat side of that ledger would want to be treated in the way that they are treating the President of the United States. And whenever, I will say it again, whenever you see someone treating someone else differently than they would treat themselves, then you are moving from the principles and the tenets of liberty that should govern the way we behave civilly toward one another. And you're moving toward tyranny and what's going on with shifts committee is tyranny in its purest form. And what they try to do is appear to be fair. By by letting uh, the others talk, but controlling the volume, controlling the scope and the field of what they can talk about. That, my friends, is not liberty. It reeks of tyranny. And that is what you are seeing take place with Adam Schiff's committee. Tyrants. A tyrant. You better never fall. You had you had better understand this. We had better not allow ourselves to let these tyrants have another two years. Holding the gavel, in the speaker's house in the in, in, in the uh, House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi must relinquish the speaker's gavel because she has also allowed this lunacy to go on. She has. Uh, yes, she has. In fact, she has come to the conclusion that she cannot beat them. So. She's joined them, and, and and friends, understand this. Understand this. There is going on right now in the Democrat Party something that has been, um, they have been shepherd. They have been shepherded to this place. They've been led to this place, and that is a place where they want to continue. Promoting a learned helplessness. Are you hearing me? They are promoting a learned helplessness to those who would buy into their methods. And it's, of course, by design. They want you to uh, embrace the methods of teaching learned helplessness so that they can strengthen the codependency. You can strengthen the codependency that Americans are, uh, they want Americans, they want to require Americans to be codependent. They want to strengthen that codependence. They, they want Americans to be required to be codependent upon government. Re- a requirement that you look to government first, not to yourself for solutions, but look to government first. Not to your faith leaders. But you look to government first. First. That is the learned helplessness that progressives are wanting to secure at this moment in time. And they can only do that through a people who have relinquished their liberty. through being programmed in codependency you you give up your liberty when you embrace the idea of brother's keeper oh I'm going to talk about that on the other side of the break it is not for you to be Oh, I know I'm about to say something here that is going to upset some apple carts and flip some wigs. But I've said it before. I'm going to reiterate it to you. You do not want to embrace the idea of being your brother's keeper. It absolutely plays against the ideas of doing unto others as you would have them do unto you, even though it may sound as though it's a good thing. It is not. But the progressive liberals would certainly want you to believe that being your brother's keeper is the first job of big government and teaching the ideas of being your brother's keeper is exactly the mindset they would want America to operate in. I'm going to talk to you when I return about why I have just said to you it is not for you to be your brother's keeper. Oh, <laughs> CL, CL, I, I've heard that said over and over and over throughout my lifetime that we should be our brother's keeper. Isn't that somewhere in the Bible? We'll talk about it when the CL Bryant show returns with more. Uh, building of the bridge to conversation that occurs right here on the CL Bryant show every day thank you for coming along with us as we build this bridge to conversation right here on the CL Bryant show Um, download free VCL Bryant show app onto your favorite device and listen to the show wherever you go. Um we're on live every day from twelve oh five in the east until two PM. We're on every day. And so come along with us. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back home stretch after these words. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life.
1: You thought I was worth keeping. So you
0: Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. CL back on the home stretch of the CL Bryant Show today. Tune in l- daily the CL Bryant Show twelve oh five until two p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you so much for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation here on the CL Bryant Show. Um, I was saying to you when I left. And I know that there are some who will disagree with me, but I will press my case uh, here right now. I'll press my case that you should never want to be or desire to be your brother's keeper. And dare I say, neither should you ever desire to be kept by your brother why 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 Uh, is because when you're being kept or you're the keeper yourself you then determine how a person is kept or if they're kept at all yeah and the same likewise if you are kept people determine how long you're kept and where you're kept If you're kept at all, your brother's helper. Yeah, sure. That's a whole nother thing. But your brother's keeper is what they want you to embrace. I'll help you. I'm not going to keep you though. I will help you, but I'm not going to keep you. Now you, uh, quick Bible lesson, Genesis four, nine. Where does the, the idea, where does the idea even originate? It originates in scripture. And who does it originate with? It originates from a, a person. One of the first uh, recognized sons of earth and man, a man and woman, Cain. Cain and Abel. Cain was the brother of Abel, one of the sons of Adam and Eve. And it is said that Cain killed Abel in a jealous rage. And God, of course, saw it. He knew it. And so the questions came to Cain to see how this being who had free will and the ability to lie would actually respond to his creator. And where does the idea of brother's keeper come from it comes from yeah Genesis 4 9 the Lord said to Cain where is Abel your brother and Cain said he said I don't know am I my brother's keeper (laughs) I know that some would argue well he should have been no 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 he was asking a very sarcastic question to God after telling a lie. He knew exactly where Abel was. And in sarcasm, maybe frustration, even along with the sarcasm, the first murderer, recorded at least in Scripture, Cain. Replies sarcastically back to God when he is asked about the brother he has just murdered, spilled his blood, evidently. God asks him, Where's your brother? I don't know. I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? That's the gist of. That question he questions God with, am I my brother's keeper? Now, I don't know. I guess it's a really good um, phrase to use as a unifying phrase if you want to take a different twist on it. But actually, you are quoting the words of someone who was the first murderer in Scripture. And yes, uh, all things can be used that are evil and turn to something that is good. But the concept here is that uh, he wanted to make it plain that it wasn't his day to keep Abel that 's basically what he was saying. Why are you asking me? Its not my day to keep him? <laughs> but you have heard from pulpits and all types of uh public events that you should be your brother's keeper. But that, my friends, is a prerequisite. It is a setup to a mindset of codependency. It is where progressive liberals would like you to go. It's where they would like you to be in your thought process so that they can formulate a group think type of world view. That means if we are all keeping each other in this state of mind, then we can all think the same, enjoy the same, perhaps even prosper the same. We can all have stuff the same. That's what that type of brother keeper mindset leads to. It leads to a worldview where you have group think my brother's helper. Yeah, of course I'm, I'm my brother's helper. I'll help him in any way I can, but keeping him is a whole different story because then, as I stated earlier, you or someone like you determine if indeed your brother is kept your sister is kept how long they're kept how they're kept what quality of life do they lead while they're in the uh, throes of being kept when i was on skid row when i was on skid row And uh, soon there will be a work that uh, I have produced, that we're producing now, of uh, some things that I have done, that we have done on Skit Row. You see this in action. You see this brother keeper type of mentality in action. There is a check that uh, people on Skit Row receive, GR. Yeah, General Relief. Uh, I had people on film talking about that. GR, general relief. And they seem to be pretty happy about the meager funds that they get there. And the, the thing is the human mind can uh, be conditioned to uh, justify and accept just about anything, just about anything, even the conditions that homeless people find themselves in. You'd be surprised How many of them have embraced the lifestyle while living in and under the influence of a worldview that prepared them to be taken advantage of in the way that they are being taken advantage of a lifestyle, a worldview that programmed them to accept what they are experiencing on Skid Row? Yeah. And it has nothing to do with personal liberty or freedom. Even though there are people who would like for you to believe that so many of them, that's where they want to be. No, it's not. Many of the homeless believe that's where they really want to be, even though that's not where they were. And the 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 arrival in that place was not easy. And they tell bitter stories about it. But yet they conclude that, oh, well, I'm happy now. No, what you have done is accepted a bad situation. Yeah. Americans, as we close out the show today... What are you, what are we being programmed to accept? Because what we are seeing uh, transpire on Capitol Hill certainly leads to a bad situation for all of us as Americans in our not-too-distant future as Americans. What you are seeing being put into place and for the life of me I cannot imagine why, since we are paying for this debacle on Capitol Hill, that we allow it to go on. I'm saying what I have to say and saying it in a way that I'm saying it so that you understand I'm putting my two cents in. But what about yours? Why don't you pony up and at least go on social media and let your congressman know that this is not acceptable at all. There's nothing there, but it's setting us up to accept a state of American being, American life, a a, a shift in culture of American politics that would truly be unhealthy and certainly, certainly not anything close to what our founders intended. Nothing close. Is the president of the United States being treated in the same manner that Adam Schiff would expect himself to be treated in? And if that is a no, then we have moved from a place of American liberty to a place of American tyranny. If ever you treat someone in a way that you would not treat yourself, then you have moved from a place of American liberty. To a place of American tyranny. The president of the United States. I tweeted out. Does deserve like anyone else. Due process. That is the right to face accusers. And if that accuser cannot be faced. Then the accusations should not be made because in the words of the late and immortal Johnny Cochran this glove doesn't fit and if the glove don't fit (laughs) you must quit of course we're dealing with someone here in a situation here that is so far from fair that it is, it pales in comparison to what these hypocrites would want for their, for themselves. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL. And may God bless and keep you all Thank you.